You never mess with any government agency that has three letters. You know, IRS, FBI, DEA, <laughs> CIA. Uh, so the IRS, you need to keep at least three years of state and federal income tax returns and all your supporting documentation. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. It's another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the KC metro area, but with clients all across the country as well. You can find us online at listentoscott.com for past episodes and more information. Scott, great to talk to you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Glad to be on today. Yeah, good to talk with you. We were catching up about your home renovation items before the show, and uh, you're, you're getting close. You're almost there. Are, are, do you have paint under your fingernails, though, after the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I got that all cleaned up, so Okay, good. Good, good. good. Uh, I think I still have paint. I have, like, a box of paint clothes that now any future painting project that's like, yeah, that's the box that I go to to paint stuff in. There you go. Keep those categorized out. So. That's right. And I think a lot of people, if they've not known me for a long time, so go, going through high school and college, I did a lot of manual labor and a lot of uh, construction throughout my time. Very fortunate, lived in a small town, had a great high school shop teacher that uh, hired me and a few other guys along the way to do projects on the weekends and then vacations and you know summertime so i really enjoyed that work and then my family uh, got some carpenters and tradespeople throughout that and so that's really how i got through school and kind of got my start so i, I love doing those types of things and i'm also fairly frugal and so i don't like to pay for things i think i can do within reason uh, so but i I do like that building something, finishing it, and having that pride of a completed project, I think, is uh, is something that's hard to beat. It's a nice life skill. It's kind of like uh, learning to play tennis, something you can kind of do for your entire life, as long as you can still move around a little bit. Working on home projects and, and all of those skills ugh, pays paying you huge dividends later on in life, isn't it? it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's like why we like building financial plans, because it, it starts with an idea uh, and then you've got to put the blueprint together. You've got to assemble all of the resources that are needed and get all that dialed in and all the people you need to surround yourself to help facilitate and manage a good plan. Uh, it's a lot like that construction phase. So I think it it's a natural progression for me to do the actual thing of building things and then actually building plans for our clients. And that's what all of our, our advisors and team members do is make sure that we stay on top of things and make sure that they can have the plan in place. But more importantly, the plan lets them do what they want to do in life. And, you know, keeping track of all things is important. That's kind of what today was about. Uh, it's really a response from having conversations with our clients. We get a lot of questions that say, well, how long do I need to keep stuff on file? And I know that's a, a topic that comes up many, many times uh, pr throughout the years. And so we thought, you know what, let's put a checklist together. Let's go find a checklist and put that together as a resource and give that to our clients and listeners of the podcast. So I thought, hey, let's go through a few of these things today. Uh, just know be 
before we jump into it uh, with this podcast, there should be a link. You can download uh, this document. It's about three pages and you can follow along, but I think it's a great resource to have uh, in your possession because it'll answer, answer a lot of the questions that you have about how long do I need to keep stuff? Yeah, I am. Uh, so I'm in my 30s, Scott. I can only imagine and I already feel kind of overwhelmed by how many you know, what feel like important documents that we've accumulated over the years and probably haven't done a great job of putting them in a a fantastically organized fashion. I can only imagine the closer to get retirement and and deeper into having, you know, maybe kids and raising a family and then prepping for retirement and that many more years of working and things that happen in life, just how maybe overwhelming it can be if you don't have some way to organize all these documents. And yeah, do I need to keep this, you know, copy of this, uh, this certain policy or this thing over here? Or can I throw this away because someone else has it on file somewhere, you know, so this will be helpful. Definitely. And then, and I think that the it's having a process that you're com- personally comfortable with. That's what's important. You know, it, some people really like paper. Some people really like things digitally saved. I mean, kind of combination. You know, I've got some important documents that I save, the physical documents in our safe, and then I've got almost everything that's digitized. And I kind of follow that belt and suspenders philosophy, uh, which is. I have a in our just the system like all of our clients have our our personal dashboard or personal portal. I've got all those documents saved digitally through that, and then I've also got all those backed up on a flash drive we keep in a safe as well. So I like to keep my bases covered. So I think that's the idea is come up with a process or a solution that's right for you. Today we're going to talk about what things should we keep our arms wrapped around and how long should we keeping some of those things again we won't cover everything obviously today uh, but we'll hit the high points and let you get to using the tool and if anybody has any questions on what are good systems how do we use the client dashboard feel free to reach out to the office set up a time we've got folks on our team that will be happy to do a you know 10-15 minute zoom webinar that'll talk you through how to utilize the tools that we make available to all of our clients. So looking at this document, Scott, it looks like the way that you guys have gone about, you know, you talk about staying on top of things and organizing it and finding the right method for you. You have found it helpful, it looks like, to kind of break things down into different categories. So it's not just, okay, you need these 70 documents. It's, all right, let's let's break it into categories where there's a couple of things in each category to help manage it. Yes. And if you envision this, so imagine if you would on your, let's say your desktop of your computer that you'd have a folder that said tax documents, one that said healthcare documents, one that said legal documents, one that says asset and debt related documents, and then other documents. Once you have big, broad categories, I find it's a lot easier to get things organized. And ironically, these areas that we talk about are very similar to areas of complete planning, which is our Income, investments, tax, healthcare, and estate. So you'll see a lot of a lot of combination of those in our conversation today. All right. Well, let's tackle the uh, the tax documents first. You want to begin there? Yeah, and that's that's probably the most common because you know you never mess with any government agency that has three letters. You know, IRS, FBI, DEA, <laughs> CIA. 
Uh, so the IRS, you need to keep at least three years of state and federal income tax returns and all your supporting documentation. Uh, so that would be any record that you can that would prove income deductions or credits, you know, claimed on your W two, ten ninety nine, into your statements from banks, uh, your fidelity accounts. Those things you want to keep three years worth. Uh, depending on where you're listening, um, like a state like California, uh, you need to keep things longer than three years. Imagine that. You need to keep things longer in California. If you think that you forgot to report income and it's more than 25% of your gross income, you need to keep six years of tax returns on file. And finally, this is going to be, you know, the light bulb is going to go off because I hear this as a rule of thumb for tax documents. But if you're claiming a loss for worthless securities or bad debt, uh, or bad debt deductions, you need to keep your records for seven years. A lot of people think they need to keep their their tax documents for seven years, no matter what. It's really if you've you know claimed a loss for worthless securities or had a bad debt deduction, that's where it's in the seven years. So really, it's that three year mark uh, that you probably want to keep copies and all the documentation uh, is a good start for sure from a tax standpoint. And you mentioned healthcare. That's got a pretty uh, exhaustive list of things that should be covered there, right? Yes. And, and if you're on Medicare, uh, consider keeping the following. Uh, you want your Medicare summary notices for at least a year or until the bill pay is paid in full. You know, So you definitely want that. Now, if you're enrolled in an employer drug plan that's considered credible, uh, keep your annual notice of credible coverage provided by your employer. Uh, you're going to need this when you're rolling the Part D at a later time. So you definitely want to keep those basic documents in place uh, from a healthcare standpoint. And yes, you can probably grab most of these online. I don't know about you, but healthcare and the way healthcare billing is done, it's it can be quite confusing. And I think it's a great point to keep those documents until you know that that thing's been paid off, it's cleared your bank account or been cleared by the insurance company, then it's safe to probably not have to keep those around. Okay. All right. All right. So we have tax documents, healthcare documents. What's next? Legal? Legal documents. Yes. So, you know, you definitely want a copy of Social Security card, birth certificate, passport. Those are great to always have on, you know, in your file, uh, especially when traveling. That passport's an important one to have a backup copy. If you've got an estate plan, uh, you'll want a PDF that is saved. Like with our clients, depending on the law firm you're using, we usually get a digital copy of that uh, those documents and upload those into your client portal. Marriage certificates, you know, proof of marriage, uh, those types of things are extremely important. If you're in military, you want your military discharge papers that, you know, that may be needed for eligibility for veterans benefits. And so another part of that, if you have a safety deposit box, you probably should let someone know that you have one and then how to access that safety deposit box. So that's a pretty important. So if you have a will or a trust, get the copy of those and upload those. Make sure your beneficiaries can find that. And just a copy of your basic documents like Social Security, birth certificate, and passport are pretty darn important. Very much so. Uh, Got to make sure that we have some of those things. Those are almost as important as those things that we want to keep on file for the uh, three-letter government entities, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, we get into some more nuanced things, I guess, with the next batch. Um, it seems, at least according to the document here, it's a it's one of the bigger uh, folders on the computer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, asset and debt related documents. Is this like where we get into some house stuff and that kind of thing? House and probably most common would be your investment accounts, bank accounts, okay. uh, your retirement accounts. And so from like investment accounts, bank accounts, like say Fidelity, uh, you want to keep the most current statement on file. And a lot of times it's going to be electronic. Uh, so you could always access that directly from example, like Fidelity. And a lot of people like to keep the year end statement they get, at least until they complete their tax return. I have clients that keep that year end statement and keep, you know, five to seven years of it. It's not, not bad to have that in the file. And this is a big one. If you own investments purchased before 2012, and that's going to be the year that custodians were required to track cost basis, meaning would you pay for something back in the day that's outside of an IRA? You want to keep records of what you paid for that investment in the event you sell them in the future, because that 10 and I may not report the cost basis, meaning if you don't have that data and you go to sell it, and the custodian does not have the what you paid for it, that's going to show up as a complete tax liability. And you don't want that. Uh, so that cost-based information is extremely important. Uh, we do a lot of forensic accounting for our clients where they pull that data and we get it over to Fidelity and they'll update that. But it can be a chore depending if, you know, how long ago that was. And so we definitely want to keep those records and make sure you've got all that data put into your plan. And then you even have a section here for other documents if we hadn't already filed away enough. Yes. So, uh, you know, like if you get your college diploma, your certifications, you want to keep in there, uh, life insurance, um, your homeowner's disability, any property casualty, you probably want to have those uh, copied, which if that came from us uh, and one of our clients, we're keeping track of all that. And then if you're employed, you know, any contracts that are signed, like an employment contract, non-solicit, non-compete agreements, you definitely want to have all of those things on file. But again, don't get too overwhelmed about it. There's a lot of documents on there. Like I said, what helps most people is if we start with, here's the the big baskets of types of items like taxes, insurance, investment. Start with that, start slow, start collecting that information and categorizing it. And once you get into the habit, you know, that comes in, it's extremely helpful. One tool, uh, you know, technological tool, I can tell you is extremely helpful. And in our office, uh, we have something called a Fujitsu scan snap. Uh, they're a tiny little desktop scanner. They're not cheap. You know, they thinking in it for 300 bucks or more, depending on how fancy you want one. Uh, but they're extremely fast. You put documents in it brings them into your system. You can drop them on your desktop. It's just very nice to have that. And that's how we keep track of the hundreds of thousands of documents we get a hold of every uh, every year, uh, depending if it's digital or, or in paper. We use that system every single day. Every employee has one on their desk and it just makes life a lot easier. So some sort of scanning device uh, makes the paper management extremely helpful if you like the digital idea of storing information. Yeah, it makes it really helpful for sure. And then uh, even they make some apps these days. Um, I used to use like one of those little desktop scanners too. 
Scott. And then I found it was even easier with smartphones. If we've got smartphone users out there, there's a whole bunch of uh, different apps out there where you can scan and it then uh, shoots you an email or puts it right into your you know phone pictures. But then you can convert it very easily to PDF and then file it away wherever you want, that kind of thing. So at least the uh, documentation tracking is getting easier these days with technology. So, so much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's very helpful to have a document that's got a list of all of these things. And wouldn't you know, as Scott mentioned a little bit earlier, we've got one for you. So uh, if you're listening on an app, just check either the description or the show notes section of the program, wherever it kind of tells you what the episode is about. And you should see a link in there. That link will take you to where you can then download this PDF that's got all the different documents that you need to keep on file. And it's an updated 2021 version. So go check that out, or it's on the website, listentoscott.com, and just look for this website, uh, for this episode on the website. So it should be pretty easy for you to find. Uh, again, that's listentoscott.com, your place to go, or you can uh, just check the show notes or the description area of your program today. You can also call if you have any questions, 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. Scott, anything else we should know about document keeping? Just like I say, don't get overwhelmed, get a good habit, get it started, and anything we can do to help you, please let us know. And don't spill water on it before you go to scan it, right? Don't do that. That's bad. (laughs) Have a good one, Scott. Thanks for the help. All right. Take care, Walter. Talk to you soon. This has been another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.